When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Intelligence Squared. I'm senior producer Connor Boyle. For our debate today, we're dipping into another preview taster from our new podcast, Versus, for which there's loads of great debate content to listen through. Versus is a show that settles those little debates that are always a big deal to someone. Today's debate puts two major cities head to head. It's London versus New York. If you enjoy the discussion, head over to the Versus feed, that's the letters V-S, and hit follow to enjoy new episodes of Versus every week. Here's our host, Coco Khan, with more. Hello and welcome to Versus, the podcast that finally settles the little debates that are always a big deal to someone. I'm Coco Khan and this week our someones are Simon Jenkins and Anthony Scaramucci, two people with a love for city life but for two quite different urban metropolis. Simon Jenkins is a regular newspaper columnist and formerly editor of the Evening Standard and the Times newspapers. He used to chair the National Trust, the UK's foremost heritage organisation, and he literally wrote the book on his home city of London. That is a short history of London in all good bookshops now. Anthony Scaramucci is a financier and a founder of Skybridge Capital. He's also known as the Mooch. You may remember him as former White House Director of Communications for a record 11 days. And he's been described by one newspaper as being as New York as skyscrapers, subways and Sinatra. Simon and Anthony are going head to head and city to city this week as they debate the ultimate one, London versus New York. The most important point about a city is, does everybody get on? And on the whole, what I like about London is on the whole, people get on here. I still feel like New York is a place where you can go and in a very short period of time, you not only become a New Yorker, but you become an American. And I think this is something that has broader appeal. But remember, which city takes the top spot is up to you, the listeners. After each episode drops, we open up the polls for you to vote on our website. We'll announce the winner in next week's episode. Last week, we invited mathematician Junaid Mabeen and gamer journalist and presenter Lucy James to a winner-takes-all showdown. It was board games versus video games. And the results are in. As we go to air right now, the winner is video games. Congratulations, Lucy James. The video gamers took it by a comfortable margin, 69 to 31%. Game over. Now, before we hear from our guests, I want to crunch a few facts. It's time for another helping of Coco's Crunch. 
So, London, been around a while. The Romans founded the trading settlement of Londinium in 43 AD and cutting a very long story very short, by around the 17th century, London had about 500,000 people living in it and nearly all of them in wooden houses. The Great Fire of London in the 1660s didn't do many of them any favours. Around the Victorian time, the city was also the heart of the British Empire, sowing the foundations over the coming century for London to grow into the multicultural hub from Hackney to Hammersmith that it is today, also surviving the blitz in between. Today, the modern city is home to around nearly 9 million people who speak around 300 different languages. New York, the city that's so good they named it twice, was originally home to the Lenape tribe with European settlers arriving by the 16th century. By 1624, the Dutch West India Company had coined the region New Amsterdam. In 1664, Britain seized New Amsterdam, renaming it New York after the then Duke of York. And by 1895, scattered locales such as the Bronx, Queens, Brooklyn, Manhattan and Staten Island consolidate to become the five boroughs of Greater New York. And the city's skyscape has grown ever more iconic and proud since, not least of which during the tragedy of the 9-11 attacks in 2001. Today, New Yorkers number around 8 million and they speak around 800 different languages. Coco's Crunch. Okay, so let's get to opening arguments. Simon, you're here to tell us why London is your favourite city. So what is it about the place that puts it above anywhere else? Well, can I first of all say I love New York? I just happen to love London even more. So uh, so there's no hard feelings here. <laughs> um, uh, the reason why I love London is quite straightforward. And it's not just because I've always lived there. Um, London was one of the most peculiar cities in having never had to be um, fortified or defended or concentrated. And it's therefore spread out over the London basin uh, throughout its history. And this has enabled it to have a very diverse personality. It has lots of villages. Um, it has lots of, um, of historic neighbourhoods. Uh, London is, and this is what I love most about London, a very, very various city. Uh, it's not like, as I see it, New York to be, a similar city. Uh, it's the diversity of London, um, the extraordinary colourfulness of London, the fact that you can walk for an hour and go through four or five different c- c- sort of scenes and areas of London that I find most fascinating and most diverting. Um, London's the city I never mind spending a weekend in. That's, to me, the ultimate test of a city. Okay, Anthony, over to you. Why is New York the Big Apple that we all speak of? Well, first of all, like Simon, I do have a love affair with London. I arrived in London at the age of 21 in 1985 to do a semester at the London School of Economics, and it was impossible not to fall in love with the the city of London. And so everything that Simon says about London is totally true. And we both know that there's great similarities between these two amazing cities. Uh, but I think that New York wins by a hair for a couple of different reasons. And let me just stipulate this to all of the people listening in from the UK. The fact that we turn on our air conditioning should just allow us to win this entire debate. The fact that we have mega amounts of ice cubes should allow us to win this debate. But let me just go into a few things, okay? We have cold beer, We have American baseball and we have American football. And uh, you know what else we have? We have dentistry. Do you guys know what dentists are in the UK? We have them here in New York, okay? So, yes, I see to Simon that he has an amazing city with amazing uh, melting pot, amazing culture. And frankly, New York mimicked a lot of what London is. And so we owe a great debt to the city of London for this great metropolis known as New York. But sometimes when you mimic something, you can make things better. 
And I think we've done that here uh, in the United States with New York City. Interesting. I'm not entirely sure New York owns ice cubes, but nonetheless, we we shall move on. (laughs) Simon can disagree with me. I just think we have more of them here. When I go to a restaurant in London, I ask for ice cubes in my Coca-Cola. They give me two ice cubes. I mean, who does that? When I go to Starbucks, I would like an iced coffee. That means like lots of ice in the coffee. Oh, I, no, I, I capitulate totally on ice cubes. I'm obsessed with having entire glasses of ice cubes with my whiskey. Um, I have to say, I was once in New York, and they made a great thing about having imported the ice cubes from Greenland. Uh, I mean, they had a ship which came down from Greenland with real Greenland ice cubes, Arctic ice cubes. I thought, come on now, uh, we, 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 we can do better than that. We can make our own. Well, OK. Well, look, I was very interested in Anthony's point that New York ultimately mimics London. Perhaps you can share some of your insights into the marvel of London city planning. Well, I think I think that, that there's lifestyle questions and there's uh, sort of physical questions. And what I think gives London the, the edge um, by more than a hair, is the physicality of it. New York, um, which is a history I've studied, New York was essentially a planned city. Uh, and I don't believe terribly in planning in that sense. Um, I once walked from Broadway, from downtown right to uptown along Broadway. And although it changed, it didn't change very much. Um, uh, I, I know New Yorkers can detect subtle differences. Um, it's like walking up Fifth Avenue. Um, it doesn't change very much. Uh, there aren't parks and gardens all the way. There's one huge park at the end. Um, the thing that just fascinates me about London, and it still does, and I still walk London all the time, is that there's no such thing as a boring walk in London. Um, you can go from one neighbourhood to another, from Soho to Marylebone, across to Hoxton, down to Borough, utterly different cities. Um, one of the things I think is most important about a city is it's a place you can relax in. I, I know New York well. I lived there for a while. I never relaxed for a minute. Uh, there's always something going on. There's a buzz in the street. There's some activity taking place. When you go out into the street, you're always going somewhere. What's my destination is always the question I ask myself in New York. In London, I honestly can relax. Um, in New York, every building um, is on the sidewalk up. Uh, in London, um, buildings have a garden, they have a front door, they may not have a front door. Um, most people live in houses in London, not in flats and apartments. New York is full of apartments, um, very few houses. Now, we're lucky, but nonetheless, that, that, that affects the quality of life in London. And it's this ability to, to change pace, to slow down, to spend time, to, 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 to sit among the trees, um, that I find the real quality that London has over almost any other city. And I think it's the one that's going to serve it best in the future, not the worst. Um, I would encourage Simon, uh, because I'm, when listening to him, I, I feel like he's really spent a lot of time in, in the borough of Manhattan, uh, which is a canyon-like borough, tons of skyscrapers, and a mess of activity. But if you go out to places like Staten Island, where my family... If you want to hear more of Coco, Simon and the Mooch and learn who came out on top of London versus New York, then head over to the Versus podcast feed and check out the rest of the full episode. And there's also new episodes including Andrew Lloyd Webber versus Stephen Sondheim, McDonald's versus KFC, Cars versus Bicycles, Arsenal versus Spurs and much, much more. That's VS in your podcast app. The episode was produced and edited by Tom Hall. We hope you enjoy the season and the other episodes we have coming up too.